I'm David Petz and this is the second talk in a short series I'm giving on God's people in isolation. Today we are looking at Jeremiah chapter 32 where Jeremiah is imprisoned in a city. It's already being besieged. You could say he's doubly in isolation. It's 586 BC. The Babylonian army is surrounding Jerusalem. Jeremiah's in prison for prophesying that because of the sins of God's people, the Lord will hand Jerusalem over to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. While all this is going on, one day God tells Jeremiah that his cousin will come and ask him to buy his field at Anathoth. And sure enough, his cousin comes, Jeremiah buys the field. He pays 17 shekels of silver, signs and seals the deed, has it witnessed, and weighs out the silver on the scales. He tells Barak, his scribe, take both the sealed and unsealed copies of the deed of purchase and put them in a clay jar so that they will last a long time because the Lord Almighty says that houses, fields and vineyards will again be bought in the land. And then he prays, verse 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So that's the story. What can we learn from it? What should we do when events are beyond our control? Five things. Number one, remember that God is in complete control. Events may be beyond our control, but they are not beyond God's control. Verse 28 says this, Therefore this is what the Lord says, I am about to hand this city over to the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who will capture it. So yes, Nebuchadnezzar is an instrument in God's hands. Nebuchadnezzar will capture the city, but only because God says, I am about to hand it over to him. God is in complete control. Now, there are some events which take place which we are hesitant to say God did them, God sent them, God caused them. Others, we can say that probably quite categorically. But if God hasn't caused something, he has certainly allowed it because he is the Sovereign Lord. So God's in complete control. He's either sent something or he's allowed it to happen. And he knows what is best for his people. So number one, remember whatever problem you're facing, whether it's the coronavirus situation or some other problem right now, remember that God is in complete control. Second thing, listen for what God is saying to you personally. Notice verses 6 and 7. Jeremiah says, The word of the Lord came to me. Your cousin is going to come and say to you, Buy my field. 
But note that phrase, came to me. God's word came to him. Now, in a sense, everything that Jeremiah received from the Lord came to him. But some things were general things. They were things about the fate of Jerusalem. Many of the things were actually prophesying something that's going to take place hundreds of years later. But general things. But this is a very specific thing for Jeremiah. Your cousin's going to come. He's going to ask you to buy a field and you're to buy it. Very specific. So I believe there are times when we need to discern what God is saying to us. Sometimes it's difficult. We can have our own ideas about why God has allowed the coronavirus. Uh, what's the purpose in it all? And I could make a few suggestions. I'm not planning to right now. But uh, I do think he's trying to get our attention. That's certainly one thing he's doing through this. But um, not only the general situation, but is God saying something to you specifically? Ask the Lord about that. Try to get in a position where you hear what he might be saying to you in the present situation. Probably won't be by a field, although I'm in the process of selling a house and buying another one in the midst of all this. So this word is actually quite relevant to me right at this moment. Okay, so, and it says in verse 8, the word of the Lord was fulfilled. Then, just as the Lord had said, my cousin Hanamel, that was his name, came and said, buy my field. And so, of course, Jeremiah buys it in obedience to the Lord. So remember that God's in complete control. Listen for what God is saying to you personally. Number three, act in faith. Now, as Christians, we should always act in faith. Whatever is not of faith is sin, the scripture says. Wow. So the whole of our life should be lived by faith. It's the just who live by faith. And so we have to act in faith. And three different aspects of this as we look at Jeremiah. Firstly, faith involves obedience it says that he bought the field, verse 9. So I bought the field. He bought the field, although to do so seemed absolutely pointless. What's he doing buying a field? What sense does it make? Wasn't the field already under the control of the enemy? Will he ever take possession of this field? Seems highly unlikely in the circumstances, and yet... He goes ahead and buys the field. Why? Because he knows it is the word of the Lord. And when you know what God has told you to do, you do it, don't you? I remember when I first launched out in faith, I was school teaching and God told me very, very clearly, give up my teaching job and go full time into the ministry. And that, humanly speaking, was totally impossible. And so I, it was so clear from the Lord, I resigned my teaching post. And uh, colleagues in the staff room said, David, you must have a lot of faith. And I said, well, actually, I don't see it as faith. It's just obedience. You see, if, if God's told you to do something, just do it. 
So faith involves obedience. Faith and obedience go together. Faith without works is dead. And then second thing I notice in this story is that faith doesn't act irresponsibly. Look at verses 9 and 10. Jeremiah says, I weighed out for him 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed and had it witnessed. See, he does it properly. He didn't say, okay, here's your 17 shekels, thanks, I'll, I'll, I'll have the field. No, he does it all properly, all very legally, has copies made. Got to be kept in a clay jar, got to be preserved, because it's got to last a long time. Wow. So he's doing the whole thing correctly. And I sometimes think we who very much frequently talk about faith and living by faith, very, very easy for us to think, oh, well, I don't have to worry. God will take care of things. God's in charge. Yes, he is. God is in charge, but you still need to act responsibly. So in the coronavirus situation, yes, God's in charge, but you still wash your hands. You still follow the guidelines. You act responsibly. Very, very important for us. There is no contradiction between faith and responsible behaviour. We do the responsible behaviour in faith, in obedience, because that's what the Lord is telling us to do. And then the third thing I see is that faith should be verbally declared, saying what God says. Now, you've probably heard that said by many people before, and I want to make it clear, I'm not talking about taking a Bible verse out of its context and saying, I'm having that one, and declaring it by faith and insisting that God gives it to you, because it may just be that that isn't what God is saying to you right at that moment. But when you know that God has said something to you, whether it's perhaps through the gift of prophecy, or through your personal Bible reading, or through the preaching of the Word, or in some other way where God has clearly revealed to you what he wants you to do, you need to declare verbally what he has said. So what does Jeremiah do in verses 14 and 15? He says, take these documents, put them in a clay jar so that it will last a long time, for this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, houses, fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. I like that. This situation is not going to last forever. Jeremiah knows that. And of course, we in our heart of hearts know that about the situation which we're all facing right now. It's not going to last forever. And so... My solicitor is proceeding with all the necessary things with regard to the sale and purchase of property for us. Why? Because this situation is not going to last forever, even though we can't move house yet. But you declare in faith, you act in faith, and you declare verbally what God is saying. God says, houses fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. So you declare it. God says that. And that's what Jeremiah is doing. You make a verbal declaration. You tell other people, because if you really believe God's told you this, you tell other people 
what God has said, you declare it. Number four, be honest with God about your misgivings. Now, I want to level with you here. Even when I know that God has spoken to me and I have faith and I act in faith, it doesn't mean that I don't sometimes have doubts. When things don't seem to be quite working out as I expected them to, wow, God, did you really say that? And so on. And even the great prophet Jeremiah has his doubts. Uh, listen to verse 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. But, you know, in that I hear a, a kind of note of, yeah, but it's pretty hard, isn't it, Lord? And he's reassuring himself, but I know that nothing's too difficult for the Lord. And then in verses 24 and 25, this becomes much clearer. Uh, verse 25 particularly, he says to God, And though the city will be handed over to the Babylonians, you, O sovereign Lord, say to me, buy the field with silver and have the transaction witnessed. Wow. Lord, says Jeremiah, this doesn't really make any sense. I'll do it because you're telling me to, but I really can't see the sense in this. Ever felt like that? Well, do it because God told you to. And it's all right to tell God about your misgivings. Talk it over with him. And notice that he told the Lord about his fears. Didn't tell his cousin about his fears. Let's not go around spreading gloom and doom and despondency because we have some fears. Tell the Lord about your fears and remember that nothing is too difficult for him. And finally, take the long-term view. So in verse 15, he says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, houses, fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. Now that is long-term view that the documents are to be put in a clay jar so that they will last a long time so jeremiah isn't actually expecting an immediate solution to that particular problem it's actually going to be 70 years before the problem is solved wow but nevertheless he knows long term that it's all going to come right God's going to sort it out. And if you jump to verse 42, this is what the Lord says. As I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity I have promised them. Once more fields will be bought in this land, of which you say it is a desolate waste, without men or animals, for it has been handed over to the Babylonians. So there was a promise. It was going to come all right in the end, but it was going to take some time. But actually, I want to suggest to you, we need to take an even longer term view than a few decades. I'm not now talking about the solution to the coronavirus. I'm talking about the ultimate solution to all our problems. And even for Jeremiah, there was even more 
in the distant future. You go back to chapter 21, 31 I should say, 31, 31. So chapter 31, verse 31. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. The days are coming. When was that fulfilled? Look in the New Testament, you get the answer. You'll find it in Hebrews 8, verses 8 to 12, and in chapter 10, verses 16 and 17. The new covenant was fulfilled with the coming of Christ. The coming of Christ was the ultimate solution to everything, not just for Jews, but for Gentiles too, for the whole Israel of God, both Jew and Gentile, who have believed as Abraham believed. All the people of God, a new covenant, whereby God says, I will remember their sins no more. We too have got to take the long-term view. Whatever we're experiencing right now, remember, Christ is coming. And the return of Jesus is the ultimate solution to everything. God bless you.